What's going on, guys? Welcome back to No Reserves Radio. I'm Ren. Angelo with me, as always. Austin is off tonight. Uh, he's actually coaching basketball. So it will just be Angelo and I, unfortunately. Um, there was something I wanted to say, and I knew what it was until about five seconds ago when we started recording. So hopefully it'll come to me as we get into the episode. Um, before we get into it, let's just go ahead and get the question of the week out of the way. So this one's pretty simple. What is your favorite piece of clothing you own? And I'll start with mine. Um, for me, it's a Sidney Crosby game-worn jersey. Um, just favorite hockey player ever. It's going to be hung up in my office eventually, but... Your office? Yeah, so... I have a collection of like game worn jerseys of NBA players, NHL players. Uh, eventually, it's gonna like, that will be hung up all over. That's that's the goal because you don't wear those. They're it, that defeats the purpose of a game worn jersey. Um, but yeah, that's mine. So funny that you said that because I actually have like. A room that I'm eventually going to make my recording room that has some, like, maybe not jerseys, but shirts and I guess some jerseys hung up. And I guess my favorite, two would be my Patrick Mahomes shirt that I have hung up. And I have, well, had a Carson Palmer jersey. And funny enough, I'm going to add a Jacob deGrom jersey here shortly to that. That's... Kind of funny that both of ours are sports memorabilia. Uh, so the episode this week's we're going to get back to some of the more original, old school, no reserves radio when we started this podcast a little over a year ago this month. Weird to me, too. Um, kind of just do some news segments. So we'll start with the big news of the week. I don't consider it big news, but we'd be remiss to not talk about it. James Harden, the saga is finally over. Uh, James Harden is now a member of the Los Angeles Clippers. The whole deal, um, 76ers sent James Harden, P.J. Tucker, Philip Petrosev to the Clippers for Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, Nick Batum, KJ Martin, a 2028 unprotected first round pick, two second round picks, a 2029 pick swap, and an additional first round pick from the OKC Thunder. Clippers are. Hold on. Yeah. So, face value, how do you feel about the trade? Face value? Yeah, face value. Like, ig- ignore everything else we know about it, just from a pure asset for asset. Do you think the Clippers overpaid? Yeah. I agree. I. James Harden was not going to ever suit up for the 76ers. Yep. Um, PJ Tucker, quality NBA player. Marcus Morris is okay. Robert Covington's nice. I do like Robert Covington and all the firsts. 
as assets. And I just, I, I feel like that's too much. I think if you went with one of Marcus Morris or one of Robert Covington, plus Nick Batum and KJ Martin, and then the, the picks are what kills it for me. There's way too many picks moving in this. Because at this point in time, James Harden is a negative asset, right? So Terrence Mann, I, I I don't know. I told you to watch the video. I don't know if you did of when Harden walked I into did. the Clippers. You did? Yeah, it's pretty embarrassing. It, it's so awkward. And if you haven't watched it at home, pause the podcast right now. Go watch the I, Twitter video. I'm, I'm going to call it a Twitter video just because it's I don't know what to call it on X. X um, video. That sounds like a porno. Yes, it does. So when Harden first walked into the locker room, it looked like a new kid in class shyly walking in. And like there's this mm-hmm. stupid moment of like manufactured drama between Harden and Westbrook. But the entire time, like. Parents man is looking at James Harden like a man that knows what's about to happen in the coming months. Like <laughs> Paul George made a good comment, which is it would be kind of cool for a group of four so cowboys to do something that no one's ever done before, which is bring the championship to the Clippers. And yeah, that would be yeah. a great storyline. It's not happening. <laughs> for I mean, as great... Go ahead. I think it could happen. I think <laughs> that the deal is more like a security blanket for if or when Kawhi and PG gets hurt. But if Kawhi and PG don't get hurt, I mean, they're title contenders to but me. This, but this isn't James Harden. This isn't MVP votes, James Harden. I'm not saying it is. I'm saying it's a security blanket for when Kawhi or PG get hurt. And if they don't get hurt, I mean, he's not a negative asset. He, asset. he helps their playmaking a lot. He helps they their are, offense. Yeah. So that's he's, what I'm saying. Assuming health, the Clippers are not a bad team. No, they're they're not a bad team. They're definitely a playoff team. I just I don't think. I think they're a contender team, dude. Like, uh, I don't know if I yeah. go that far. For as great as Paul George and Kawhi are, I just I don't think the team has the rest of the pieces in place to be a legitimate contender. Now, that's not to say they don't have a shot at winning. It's just on paper, they don't compare to Boston or the Nuggets or really even the Suns. I think but I'd take them over the Suns. I'd, I'd have a, that'd be a hard sell for me. Um, But Again, Terrence Mann's looking because there's no way this doesn't end without drama. Right, no. The because question is, Does do they make it the whole season without the implosion happening? I don't... That's the thing. I don't think they do. I think they do. Assuming... Uh, okay, if PG or Kawhi do not go down, they will make it through this season. Oh. F- eh. Yeah. No, 100%, I think they I don't know, because like, my brain keeps going back to, I think it was either game one or game two at the end of the game when Westbrook takes the horribly contested shot and Kawhi like, falls to his knees. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, Westbrook and Harden both... The problem is, 
they're both very, very, very good NBA players. Still. But yeah. they think they're MVP caliber players still, and they act like it, and they play like it. But they walk the walk, but they can't talk the talk is kind of what I'm saying. Like, you're not getting 30-point triple-doubles from either of them. I think you reversed that. They talk the talk, but they can't walk the walk. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. I'm wrong. Because um, this isn't James Harden getting 30 points, 12 assists, and 10 rebounds. This isn't right. Russell Westbrook, 30 points, 12 assists, 10 rebounds. This is current day Russ and Harden. And, and I would love to be wrong because, like, I do think that would be kind of fun for these this group of misfits, essentially, because yeah. none of them have ever stayed in one spot for very long. They've all none of them have a well, Kawhi, but other than Kawhi. that, none of them have a championship. Either. Yeah, none of them have a championship. It would be cool to see. I, it, it's exciting to see a team that's never won win. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, you know that all too well lately. We yep. are recording a day later than normal, partially because Angelo was pretty much drunk all day yesterday. Out of my mind. For Go the, Rangers. For those, Angelo is a Rangers fan. The, the Rangers just right. won the World Series. He, he texted the group chat at 3 in the morning with the worst poured <laughs> beer I've ever seen in my life. Huh? It, hey, it worked. No. It, it worked. It's a, it, it worked. It worked, right? This, this man pours beer like he pours soda. Like, the, like of the glass, like maybe a third of the glass was beer, the entire rest of it was foam. I was so disappointed. And like Austin, innocent Austin, who doesn't drink, did not understand like what I was saying when I said, <laughs> I know, that was the best that? part. That was the best part. He Austin was like, like, oh, what's it's wrong? beer. Yeah, it's what's wrong? Like, they won. But no, back to the trade. Um, I do like for the 76ers getting Robert Covington back because I learned that Robert Covington is actually really, really, really close to being the all-time three points leader for the 76ers. So <laughs> that would be kind of cool because, like, you can't hate Rocco, right? I like, think he's a good two-way player, yeah. He's an amazing two-way player. He, he plays the game exactly how you want. When he was younger, he could probably guard one through five. Um, yeah. I, I wouldn't do that now, but he, he could probably do it. Um, he can stretch the floor, can pass. Like He's an amazing four, three-four hybrid yeah. in the NBA, yeah, in today's sure. NBA. So, <laughs> like, I would love to see him kind of pencil his name into the history books, even if only temporarily, because three-point shooting league, eventually there's... Like Tyrese Maxey will probably end up breaking that record. Um, so, but it would be cool to see him have it for a little. So, bit. are we going to talk about the Seventy Sixers side because I think that's a little bit more interesting? Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, because they're losing the big piece in it, but but are they? See, here's the thing: they were already what are they like three and one right now? Yeah, without James Harden, they already looked good, and they added more depth. And yeah. not only did they add more depth and more draft picks, they could now position themselves to make a second move. So what if they move some of those draft picks and some of those players, not all of them, just some of them, for, say, say the Bulls want to offload Zach Levine because they're terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the Raptors want to offload OG Anobi. That's a difference maker. 
with the way Tyreek's Maxi is playing with if assuming Embiid is healthy, that's a difference maker. Like we can talk touch on that real quick for a second because I do I don't know. I don't know if the Bulls would deal within conference a player like Levine. Um that's fair. But in a three-team trade, I could see it kind of happening. Because there was a report that came out um, that all three of DeRozan, Vucevic, and Levine have said that if this team isn't a contender by the trade deadline, at least one of them will no longer be on the team. Um, and that's coming from them. Probably Vooch, but anyway. I, I could see all three. Like if 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 this Bulls team is not ready this year, it's never going to be ready. Um, it wasn't ready last year, and it wasn't ready the year before that. It's never going to be ready, dude. I've already no, said I, 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 you I, were a lot higher on them than me. I'm higher on them, but I it I don't think they're a contender. I just think they're in the mix. Like no. if it no. are they okay? Face value, they are a better team than the Miami Heat were last year. Sure, I can agree with that. They they didn't perform like they were, but yeah, I agree with that. If they got hot at the right time is what I'm saying. Like That's a team that they only need one of their... Like Kobe White just needs to go off a couple games and they're in the finals. Oh, Um, no. Absolutely not. I I think they are. But I, I think age is their biggest enemy right now, and... I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, then the status of Alonzo Ball. Yeah, that's also a huge ordeal because he might never play again. Yeah. Um, so I could see them just blowing it up and committing to like the fourth rebuild the Chicago Bulls have had to go through <laughs> because of injuries in my lifetime. Yeah, it's um, unfortunate. It's very unfortunate because like there's a lot of really quality teams that were built that just weren't going to go anywhere because someone got hurt. Um. To be fair, I don't think the D Rose teams were going to go anywhere because of the Heat, but I could be wrong. I, but, I, if there was a player, if there was a player in the Eastern Conference that could have taken down the Heat by himself, like just gone demon mode, it was Derrick Rose. Let's be real. That's fair. Because Prime, I don't even want to say, we never even got to see Prime D Rose, but no. the Prime of D Rose that we did get. He, he was really good at basketball. He was really good at basketball. Yeah. Um. But if they do blow it up, it's going to be a pretty quick turnaround because no. those are... Let me finish. Because you're going to get good assets for Zach Levine. You're going to get good assets for DeMar DeRozan. Vucevic, maybe... Maybe you might get decent pieces from, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a team that would need a Vucevic-type player, but there's no, like, maybe the Clippers, but they don't have assets anymore. Yeah. Maybe the Lakers. Let AD slot over to the four like he wants to. Because that 
a contender make? Probably not. But what I'm saying is I think that if they were to flip all three of those pieces, they would get enough assets back that it would be a pretty quick turnaround, whether it's through the draft or through flipping those assets for other pieces. I think it's Um, a mixture of both. I think you assume like, and I guess that's, that can be a fair assumption. You assume that because they have so many opportunities at the dart throws that they'll eventually get enough workable piece or maybe a, the workable piece, but it's not, it's not guaranteed. It's not like, but nothing's a guarantee. Like drafting LeBron James is not a guarantee. LeBron James still has to play basketball. Yeah, that's true. Like Zion Williamson, but you, the like 30 games of Zion we get are pretty freaking insane. Yep. It's just he's not healthy enough. Like, if we got a full 82 out of Zion, he would dominate the NBA. Mm-hmm. But he can't. And the Pelicans would be low-key title contenders like I predicted. I wouldn't even say low-key. I think they would be pretty... They wouldn't be favorites, but... They'd be pretty close. Yeah. There's very few players in the in, or in the league right now that can actually stop Zion. Like, Zion is Zion's best defender. Well, Zion's appetite. Um, That's a long way of saying, like, yeah, you could have the first overall pick. It's not a guarantee. But it's a good starting point for a rebuild, and when you have that many assets that you can flip, I I wouldn't be that worried as a Bulls fan, because it's also Chicago. It has history. It's not a small market team. Like, you're one good draft pick away from signing a good free agent. But I digress. Um, going back, this whole segment's supposed to be about the Clippers and the 76ers. I do like this more for the 76ers than I do for the Clippers because, like you said, they're getting assets back and they're really not P.J. Tucker was a depth piece. He was into the bench rotation at this point, but that's really all they gave up because James Harden was not playing for the Sixers. He was never going to play for the Sixers again, and they did get back quality depth. Marcus Morris is a decent role player. Um, 100%. Robert Covington absolutely is a decent role player, plus all the picks. I like it a lot more for the 76ers. Yep. If I was grading it, I'm giving it a C to the Clippers, and I'm going to give it an A to the 76ers. Like, they got assets for someone that I didn't think was still worth assets. Like, at this point, I thought, like, cash considerations was going to be the trade, but obviously. Did you think it would be more? Yes. You did I thought it would be salary filler, and that's it. I didn't expect Robert Covington and Marcus Morris. I didn't expect the amount of firsts that went, but, I mean, I expected first first in players. We'll see, I guess. Maybe this will be the year James Harden turns it around. I don't think James Harden last year was terrible. He wasn't terrible, but he wasn't worth the money he's being paid. You can say that for a lot of players. Well, yeah, but... (laughs) Like, I don't know. 
I think James Harden is what he is. I think he fits what the Clippers are trying to do as far as get ins- get very quality insurance for if uh, Kawhi and or and or PG go down and hey, that works. Well, time will tell. I'll definitely be look depending on the status of that roster come playoff times. I'll definitely be looking at them come playoffs. Um, we are now a week and a couple days into the season. How? What are some teams that are teams or players that are surprising or disappointing to you? Um, and I'll I'll start with the Lakers. How are they surprising? It's not. Yeah, I guess it's surprising is a bad term for what I'm going on here. It's they started a little rougher than I thought they were going to start. Mm-hmm. Um, the sh- most shocking thing to me is in opening night. How many? How many pick and roll attacks do you think James or LeBron James ran as, as the signal caller? Because he was calling the plays. He always does. Uh, five. He ran five. You, you're exactly on it. He's only played one game in his career in which that number was lower. Mm-hmm. His volume of being the primary source of attack, is it's just plummeted. Yep. That's load management, but it's active load management, right? Like we're we're sure. they're doing it during the games. But yeah. the problem is the Lakers have not prepared this team for a life without LeBron James. Offensively, they are terrible when he's off the floor. Even yep. though like we make the jokes that he's saving all of his energy for offense and he's not the same player he was defensively. He's still like his on off defensive rating the lakers are garbage when he's on the bench yeah so he's their best player if that if it's not ad he's their best player so i mean like so for you... me it's it, it's it's not surprising or disappointing i guess it's just it's shocking to see like how quickly lebron james has gotten old this year because that's what this is all about, is they're slowing down so that he can elongate his career. Yeah. But the immediate impact, it's just, it's kind of absurd to see, because as of, not really. I was kind of, I mean, were you expecting? I was expecting a drop, but not like off a cliff. (laughs) He hasn't gone off the cliff. No, the team has. The team is three and two, dude. Because he's playing a lot. He played 12 minutes in the fourth quarter the other night. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing like this is a man who needs to slow down, but can't. The Lakers did not prepare for LeBron James to get old, is what I'm trying to say. Right. That's fair. Like it, it's there was no. I, 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 I guess I'm trying to figure out how that's surprising or disappointing. Like that's what I was saying. I was like, I, I, 
I guess it's not surprising. It's just shocking to me. It's not. That, it's like, not even it, shocking to me. It's not. You no. you think the Lakers were just like, oh, we're just gonna be mid. Like that's not shocking to you. No. It, okay. That's. It shows they didn't plan and what. So okay. So post Kobe retiring from the NBA, what? about Lakers management has sta- and staff has given you the perspective that or idea that they would prepare for something like that um as an organization like Genie Bus yep absolutely nothing exactly so right. why did you expect it uh because of a little thing that we've joked about called LeGM <laughs> does LeBron James not care about winning still I'm not sure not not to the extent, I mean, I'm sure he still cares about winning games, but, I mean, I don't know. I think, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if he was more concerned about getting to Brownie. He's getting to Brownie, whether he, like, shows up to the last game and crutches, like, that's... Right, but I think he cares about the state in which he gets to Brownie. Because at this point... He wants to be, like, a contributing factor in Brownie's first career? Yes. I mean... Because at this point, I mean, we can joke, but his legacy is fairly set. Like, at this point... If you don't have him as your best player, I don't think there's really much he could do to convince you of that. And if he is your best player, then obviously adding to that is just is just icing at that point. So I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if like the strategy and conditioning I wouldn't be surprised if he's taking more of a backseat role with Le GM, first and foremost. I just think there's a lot that needed to happen because he's... They got a lot of depth. Like, a lot has happened. Uh, I don't know. Because, like, he's made comments like how it's 80s team now. Yeah. But, like, he didn't... If we're going with the LeGM platform, right? Mm -hmm. There's not a lot they did to help Anthony Davis. Because, again, when LeBron James is not on the floor, this team is buns. They're, like, negative 39 when he's off the floor. Yeah. I don't know. What about you? You got What's your first surprise or disappointment? I'll I'll start with the disappointment of all disappointments, the Grizzlies right now. Oh, I didn't expect expect them to be, like, first in the East right now, but I did not expect 0-5. Like that's so has we we talked about this briefly. Has Jaron Jackson played at all this season? Yeah, he has stats. Yeah. But how much did he play? Oh, he's played a lot. Never mind. He's played yeah. five games. Yeah. He played five games. Uh never yeah. mind. Um he's, yeah, he's don't worry, he's contributed to all they're losing. Don't you worry, buddy. That is shocking. I yeah. I didn't actually didn't know they were 0 and 5. That is uh-huh. on me for not looking, but that is absolutely disappointing. Yeah. 
Like, if Jackson was injured plus the jaw suspension, sure, I get it, but... There's no reason. They there's there's no reason. They they actively honestly, it looks like the moves they made to get Marcus Smart and all that, it makes them look worse than they did last year. Because there were stretches without Jaw because Jaw didn't just have problems, you know, at the end of last season. And they looked fine without him. So if I'm not mistaken, when Tyus Jones was here, they were twenty and five without him. Yeah. And let's so. that's the thing is like they have Desmond Bain, they have Jaron Jackson, they have Marcus Smart. That's about, like, yeah, they've got Zara Williams and Derrick Rose, but those three should be able to win you a game out of five. Yeah. That is but very... That's it's very jarring. There is, there is probably a section of the uh, Grizzlies fan base that think that the reason they are this far down as they traded Dylan or they released Dylan Brooks. So Yeah. Desmond Bain's quite like he's having a nice season so far though. Yeah, Desmond Bain's still does doing Desmond Bain. I just honestly I think I mean Dylan Brooks might, but I think it's more Tyus Jones. They've lost the playmaking dude. Yeah, their leading assist right now is Marcus. I Martin. think six, I, but that's respectable, yeah. but I think the combination of Tyus Jones playmaking with Dylan Brooks um, defense was more than what Marcus Smart is contributing right now. That's kind of the thing. I mean, just looking at their, their it, it's kind of questionable defensively outside of the starters. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that is, that's kind of gross, actually. Yeah. Um, pulling up the uh, a nice little surprise for me is the Pelicans, four and one to start the season. I not surprising to me either. Huh? I picked them as my low key finals pick. That wasn't surprising to me. But go on. So the reason it's surprising to me is they played some decent opponents. And on top of that, oh no, Zion Williamson's actually has played a few of them. He's looked, I only saw him in two of the five, um, mm-hmm. but he looks more, he's getting out and running more in the offense. It's less half court sets it's a lot more transition mm-hmm. um, i did hear a rumor that he lost a bit of weight this year you can't tell he looks thick as ever but mm-hmm. no it, it is surprising to me just because i didn't think through five games the team would maintain a semblance of health uh sure. and i correct me if i'm wrong but i think they don't because Brandon Ingram's been out. Zion's now out. So this is the mark. So five games was the limit, I guess. Um because Ingram went out after game two. Checked out with 26 points and hasn't come back yet. Zion has missed the last game. I am trying to figure out why. I... 
Zion Williamson is rest. So they rested Zion. And Ingram has knee injuries. Um, that makes sense. But yeah, you're. I, I guess you picked them as a dark horse, so it's not surprising for you. I did not expect them to yeah. be healthy enough to win games. Mm. That's so for that reason, it's surprising to me. Who's he next? To shock you. Well, this shouldn't be a shock. The Cleveland Cavaliers, but not because they're two and three, but because of how good they're playing and still being two. Like Max Struess looks really good, dude. Like side note, the Cavs and Pacers play tonight. So first, so the, tonight is the start of the in-season tournament that everyone cares about. Go ahead. <laughs> the start of the season. <laughs> it's where so all the teams have god awful courts for the end season tournament, just so you know. Okay. So right now Max Drews is averaging fourteen points, seven rebounds, four assists. Honestly, I know we joked about it, but I think and maybe it's the leadership aspect. I think this team has won games that they would have lost last year. Like, I think this team might be like one and four without Max Struess, as, as crazy as it is to say. And I don't know. There's just something about this team that I like better than last year's team. And they experienced losing to the Knicks. So, is it Donovan Mitchell averaging 32 points? That could that could be it too. <laughs> Shot six for fifteen last night. Dalvin Mitchell has looked good, like at the start of the regular season for us. Like oh, he's been this. If he maintains this production, it's MVP. But yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, There's someone who is on track to win MVP that I thought for sure would have another season where he doesn't win it, but Luca, dude. Luca's ridiculous. Oh yeah, Luca's been insane. Yeah, absolutely I ridiculous. Like, I don't want to say it's surprising. It's uh, surprising. I think I wanted to see how they would perform after, like, lively. Looks like he makes a world of difference to them. Absolutely. The the commitment to, from the front office to build a defensive team around Luca and Kyrie. Mm-hmm. It, it's paying off. Like, Tim Hardaway Jr., because he's still on the team, right? I believe so, yes. Because he is having, well, very quietly, like, he'll be my surprise. Very quietly, he's averaging 20 points per game. Like, I wow. saw that yesterday, um, and it's only in, like, 20 minutes. He's averaging 20 points in, like, 27 minutes. It's something like that. Um, I just couldn't remember if he was on Dallas or not. But then you said it, and it clicked in my head. And like they have built such a good team around Luca and Kyrie that I'm not gonna say I'm shocked or anything because Luca is that good. They're four and zero right now. Yep. 
but it's just it's working so well and i knew a full off season of Kyrie and luca getting to know each other getting to learn how each other played was going to help mm-hmm. um oh sure but yeah no it, it's if this continues like obviously the guy averaging 34 points is going to be in conversation for mvp for sure um i haven't actually pulled up Kyrie. Kyrie's averaging 20 and 6 it's not bad it, it's I weird think, to see all uh, the players that i watch growing up getting old and slowing down yeah but I don't think we'll see what our predictions are come playoffs, but I don't think I would put them over the Nuggets just because I think Lively could eventually develop to slow down uh, Nikola Jokic, but I don't think he's there. Not rookie season, not right now. We'll see tonight because they kick off their in-season tournament that everyone cares about tonight against the Nuggets. God. So Jokic versus Lively, the first showing will be tonight. We'll see how Lively... I think Lively matches up pretty well against Jokic. I just... Oh, yeah. I, I don't think there's anything you can do because if you defend his scoring, he's just going to get 14 assists. Like... Yeah. Problem. Um, I'll go ahead and do one for Austin since he's not here. Ah, oh, no. <laughs> Most surprising. Victor Wembanyama. <laughs> he's had a relatively, I, I, I'm saying quiet start here. I don't think he's uh, had a quiet start. It, it's been. Like, is he had the game, he was 0 for 6 from 3. Austin was posting in the group chat. Um, <laughs> like, he's not shot the ball very well. Right, and I said game. he wasn't going to. You you were the person who was like, well, for his size, he'll be... J- right, no, like... like he's, he's shooting 32%, and he's seven foot four. Like, I'll take that. Because <laughs> um, he's averaging two and a half blocks per game. He's averaging over a steal That's a game. He's averaging an assist and a half a game. He's averaging eight rebounds. His length is the pro. Eight's kind of for how big he is. Eight's kind of low. Not gonna lie, but, but that's, that's that'll probably go up as he has more. Like rebounding is something that it's there's a physical aspect to it, mm-hmm. but there's also a mental aspect in reading how the ball is going to bounce off the rim and where it's going to go and what positioning you need and. There's a lot of old guys in the NBA that have been doing it for a very long time, and rebounding is one of those stats that typically takes a little bit to develop. That's fair. Um, because, correct me if I'm wrong, but in... to do pulling up stats... I think the biggest problem with game planning against someone like Victor isn't necessarily I mean it is the, the trying to defend him while he's on offense is a problem but I think it's more like how lengthy he is and how well not his ability to like contest and block shots that 99.99% of the NBA just can't 
because you can close out from ridiculous length. So yes. neither Kevin Love or Dwight Howard, both stellar rebounders, um, averaged double-digit rebounds in their rookie seasons. Right, which makes sense. Actually, now I'm curious, did Drummond... Is Lively doing it right now? Lively is close. I, I need to look. So Andre Drummond, probably one of the best rebounders of all time. Yep. Average seven in his first season. Right. So fair. So I, I'm not worried about Wemby's rebounding totals yet. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the strength is concerning because you it, it's hard to box someone out if you're built like that. But he's so tall and lanky that that shouldn't be an issue as time goes on. Um, no, that's very lively averaging. Lively is averaging seven point eight, so he's averaging eight. He's averaging the same as me. So <laughs> we'll see. Um, what's your next one, or do you have any more? Um, kind of, kind of not. So, what do you make of the Charlotte Hornets? Oh, <laughs> because. Like, oh, never mind. I thought they were higher than that. I was gonna say they're they're getting blown out. It's the magic I was thinking of. Oh, yeah, that's more interesting. That's yeah. way more interesting. It's the magic. Yeah, they dropped twenty two last night, though. Ah, <laughs> uh, Orlando. Hey, <laughs> they barely beat the Jazz. They did barely beat the Jazz. So I, Caro dropping three. Paulo averaging this season. I love the Magic's roster. I just don't know if it works together. I think they just have too many things, like trying to work in unison. Yeah, they have too many pieces. It's it goes to what I'm concerned about with spoiler for our next, um, for different reasons, but why I was concerned about the Chris Paul trade for the Warriors. So you have too many players that need the ball to create their own shots. I think that's working out for them, though. For who? Pretty well. For who? The Warriors. Yeah, that, I'm going to talk about that in a second. Like, I'll okay. admit I was wrong, but... um, But with the Magic, they're so young, and I just... I don't think they have enough off-ball players to make this work long-term. I think everyone on this team, with the exception of maybe Joe Ingles and Gary Harris, prefer to have the ball. Yeah, and they and John Isaac, like they like to create on their own. Um, and there's just not enough off-ball with this team yet. But again, that's something that develops with time. So. The Warriors finally have moved Chris Paul to the bench. First time in Chris Paul's career, he's come off the bench. LeBron has come off the bench. Chris Paul has never come off the bench. That's an insane stat to me. But do you know what stat is more insane to me now? What's that? So for the first time, Stephen Curry has played basketball for, what, 15 years, 14 years, something like that? Mm Mm-hmm. In the entirety of Stephen Curry's career, the team has never kept its head above water when he goes to the bench. Ever. 
Yep. His on-off rating is absurd. Yep. They've never had a backup point guard that when Stephen Curry sits down, when he checks back in, he still has that same lead. The other night, Steph Curry sat down, Chris Paul came in. When Curry came back on the floor, they went from like being eight points up to 13 points up. So yeah. that's scary. It, it's absolutely terrifying. If you're a fan of the NBA now, do I think the Warriors are going to win this year? No, probably not. Um, I think they match up interesting against they, a few teams. I mean, they're actually. a really hard team to match up against because you have two all-time great point guards. Like, what do you like? You can't just match a defensive stopper against them every time they step on the floor, right? The pace has slowed down a little bit because Chris Paul is old and slow, um, and he more is meticulous. Whereas, like the Warriors were a team that likes to get out and run and gun. No, so quite honestly, I I honestly thought they were gonna do it at first, just so you could have both those like mixes in, where you could have the crazy like run around, get open threes mixed in with the methodical slow well slower pace that chris paul brings yeah and that's that's kind of what's happening is when when curry's running the floor right now he's getting out and running yep when chris paul comes in the pace completely changes like Mm -hmm. it's not even like most like when tyrese halliburton versus andrew nemhart are on the floor the pace has changed for the pacers but it's not like drastic it's just the way they orchestrate the offense right chris paul versus steph curry is night and day it is completely different so it kind of creates matchup nightmares for opposing teams at least so far we'll see how it plays throughout the season um but if they're both healthy this is a very hard team to match up against and that's not to say that chris paul is the sole reason that the warriors are finally playing good when Curry's on the bench because that that second unit is nice. Very good second unit. Uh, and it will get nicer because I think Draymond Green has been out. So when he comes back, I don't know. But overall, this is a very scary team for me because at any point in time, the pace is going to be completely different. That's going to be a nightmare to try to defend. So I was wrong. I was wrong. I thought Chris Paul, Steph Curry was a bad idea. But mm-hmm. so far, it is, it's surprising for me. For Ren, it is surprising. It's very nice. It's almost like a lot of the things I called earlier in the year coming to fruition so far. Uh, we'll wait until the mid-season point to let you take a victory lap, Angela. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. So, yeah. <laughs> what do you think of the Thunder so far? Um, I like Shay. I like Chet. Chet looks really good. Chet looks decent. He doesn't look I, like Wemby, but he definitely does look like a really talented center. I do like that he does look 
like he he used the time he was injured to put on some weight. Mm-hmm. Um, which was one of obviously the biggest knocks everyone had about him coming in. Right. Same thing that we're hearing about Wimby. Mm-hmm. Pet has been very efficient. That is surprising to me. He's shooting 60%. Yeah. But it, it starts and stops with Shea for me. Um, I do think, as we, we've talked about in the past, like what our thoughts were like is if this team doesn't turn the corner soon. Because I still don't think they're a contender. But if this team doesn't turn the corner soon, will Shea ask I mean, I out? think they're looking good. They're I don't looking think, good. But I don't they're think not, they're a contender, I agree with you, but they're looking good. No, they're looking very good, but they're not a contender. Um, I mean, do they really need to be a contender? They were like... If I'm not mistaken, they were either in the play-in tournament or right on the fringes of the play-in tournament. If they make a solid run and are a playoff team, is that not progression? It's progression. That's what I'm saying. Like, we were talking about if Shea or if the Thunder don't turn that corner soon, would Shea request out? And, like, I think with the emergence of Jalen Williams, with the emergence of Josh Giddy into a fantasy magician. He's crazy, dude. Like, if if you are in a fantasy league and Josh Giddy is in any way available, you pick him up because he's going to check every box for you, and it is insane. Yeah. Lou Dort is a great poor man's, poor man's Marcus Smart. He can shoot better sometimes, though. He actually can score. Um, Cason Wallace is looking for a rookie. Pretty solid. Um, and Shay is Shay. He's MVP candidate for sure. Yep. So even if this team doesn't turn the corner this year or next year, if, if this is like a two or three year timeline, I think Shay is happy. I think he and is I too. think if you are. The front office of the OKC Thunder, your objective, like your checkbox every year isn't right now. Did we win the championship? Yes. No, your your checkbox is, is Shea happy? How many because... picks do they have in the next like two drafts? A lot. So even, so, so that's the thing. Even if they aren't there, SGA is, he's that guy. So even if everything isn't going the way you want it you have the pieces and the prospects to move up to to move for a great player so oh god so next year they have four first round picks yep uh 2025 they have four first round picks right so 2026 they have three first round picks 2027 they have three first round picks 2028 they have one Right, so they've got two. Like that's insane. So they're gonna be—they're not making all those selections. They are going to make a move eventually when it's obvious that they're. It's time. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You get one of those disgruntled superstars like a Paul George when the Clippers 
Sure. Bring him back to OKC. Maybe you play the Kawhi biz. Oh, who knows? Like, <laughs> who knows? But it's yeah, interesting seeing like the source of. Some oh of my the- god! What if the end game for all this is to draft Bronny so LeBron signs there, and no. then they make those moves? I. I think there's a lot of teams that have the plan of drafting Bronny. The problem is, at least as of now, unless you are just doing it to sell jerseys, Bronny is not like a top 10. Like, he's not a lottery pick right now. Right. So. That's fair. But. But they have you, four picks. Yeah. So if, if you, they if, if you have a team that's built like this and you add LeBron James even old LeBron James, you immediately become a favorite. Oh, by the way, you have SGA and you have four, well, eight first-round picks in the next two years that you can move for someone. Yeah. Or someones. So, yeah. I mean, that would be an interesting, (laughs) like, 4D chess move right there. I'm not gonna lie, but yeah. Um, you want to know what's not necessarily surprising for me, but interesting. What's uh, that? Do you know who was named the captain of the Miami Heat? Because there are captains in basketball. Did you know that? I vaguely did. It definitely not Jimmy Butler. Um, it, it, if you didn't know, it was Udonis Haslam. Oh. Okay, that's not that surprising. No, that's who it was. Yeah, that's not that surprising. No. But do you know who the new one is? Oh. Um Bam? It is Bam. Yeah, that that's not surprising either. It's not, because Bam's the best player on the Miami Heat. Stop it. It it typically always goes to the best player. Stop it. Which is Bam on a bio. I will not hear this Jimmy slander. They don't give it to the second best player. I will not hear this Jimmy slander. Otherwise, Tyler Hero would be the captain. This guy. You and your Jimmy hate, man. I will say I think the best Halloween costumes I saw this year were Emo Jimmy. I saw three of them. You saw three of them? Three Emo Jimmys. I think I... Why does the state of Indiana hate Jimmy Butler? I don't think they hate him. I mean, I, I don't hate him. So Austin was talking today in the group chat about how his issue with Victor Wimbanyama is not with Wimbanyama, mm-hmm. with how the media portrays him. That's my issue with Jimmy Butler. <laughs> I Jimmy Butler is a superstar player. But people, like 2K has him as like the third highest rated player in the game. He, he's not that. And that's what people talk about. Oh, it's Hemi Butler. He drugged the Miami Heat to the finals. No, he didn't. Max Drews and... Caleb Martin and Gabe Vincent got hot and won them some games. 
people act like Jimmy Butler is some superhuman. He turns it up in the playoffs. He, he, he doesn't. Not any more than any other star player. But that's my issue with Jimmy Butler. It has nothing to do with him. It has to do with the fact that people act like he's miles ahead of everyone else. Oh, he's Jordan's son. Yeah, actually, Adam sent me something that you might relate to. Very similar. Hold on. Where was it? It was a calendar, and it was October to January. Does this man care about basketball? February and March, Jim VP. And April, we are watching Michael Jordan 2.0 get this man some help. <laughs> what? He's just, he's not that. <laughs> he is not that. Well, like Jimmy has benefited from being in the right place at the right time. And being the most talented player on that roster. Yes. At least you admit it. Um, disappointing. Indiana Pacers. Really? Pacers disappointing? Pull them up. Why have they been disappointing? We destroyed a terrible... Wizards uh, team. Wizards team. Uh, we beat a injury-riddled... Cavaliers team, and then we got absolutely dramatic by the Celtics. Oh, I gotta see this. Oh my God, a hundred and fifty-five points run. Yeah. So, so the fun fact about that game is, if the Pacers scored the the, the amount they did, okay. So, like Pacers, the game's unchanged for the Pacers, right? If the Celtics defense came there, they still would have lost. If the Celtics did not score a single point in the fourth quarter, they still would have won by five. (laughs) Oh my god. That's how bad it was. A hundred and so yeah, it's 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 a little disappointing. Um there's been some injury these people. Sam Hauser. Bro, Sam Hauser dropped 17. Who is Delano Banton? Yeah. Okay. Look, look, look. look. (laughs) It happens. It it does happen. It does happen. Oh, okay. You can feel good. Uh, Tyrese didn't play that game. Yeah, so there's been some injury issues. Jesus. The only bright spot for me is that the Pacers are currently first in transition frequency. And, like, every player on the team is a threat to score, which is nice. Mm-hmm. It's fast-paced, it's fun, it's whatever. But the defense, going from one of the better... Going from one of the top... Going from a not terrible defense to this, it hurts. It hurts <laughs> a little bit. That said, Bruce Brown and Tyrese Halliburton are pretty nice. So it'll that turn around. But so far, they've been disappointing to me because how you, you drop a you 
the Celtics game is disappointing to me. They had you guys looking like the Wizards. Worse. Worse. <laughs> that oh. game was over the first two minutes. I turned it off. I didn't want to t- watch it. You I turned didn't it off. Side note, there's currently protests. So we're going to get up on a soapbox here for a second. Okay, sounds good. So the I, I think it was the night of the Cavs game. At halftime, if you closed out of your Bally Sports app, you could not get back into it. To this day, so to right now, you cannot get on your Bally Sports app. If you do not have the Bally Sports channel, you cannot watch the game you're paying for, right? Yep. Kind of annoying. You know what's more annoying? What's the that? Bally Sports website is also currently down and has been down for four days. So if you want to go cancel your subscription, there has to be a lawsuit for this crap. There actually is a class action starting. And people are writing letters to the NBA. And because this isn't just a Pacers thing, this is Cavs. any team that is like serviced by Valley. Because, yeah, you can't even cancel your subscription right now. So that's, that's my little soapbox here. I haven't looked today to see if I could get into it, which I should because there's a Pacer game starting in an hour. I want to watch them beat the uh, beat the Cavs. Are we? Is Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland not playing again? Idea? Huh? I have no idea. Oh, Look, okay. I know, I know. That's your hope. No two certainties in life: the sun always rises in the west, and the Pacers always beat the Cavs. Stop it. We were beating him so much that LeBron left and went to South Beach until he got help in Cleveland. Stop it. Um, What was I pulling up? I was pulling something up. Blasphemy. Pacers. I was talking about the Pacers. Cavs. Holy crap. What was I... Like, I stopped to... Dunk on the oh the bucks. I was pulling up the bucks. How are you? He had a very disappointing game. That's what I was going to ask. He had one of the best debuts ever, and then he followed that up uh, pretty bad. Pretty, Pretty. Why is it so hard to pull up stats on NBA.com? This is why I don't use NBA.com for anything. I want... Why is it... There we go. Why was that so hard? I mean, Dame's still averaging 21 a game, but... I think that the... Honeymoon phase ended because we know that the Dame Giannis pick and roll is going to be pretty devastating, but that defense is going to be awful. Because <laughs> I expected yeah. them to start. I didn't expect them to go two and two to start the season. 
So for me, it's disappointing. I thought that they would be one of those teams that's three and one, maybe four and zero oh for the first no. week. You didn't. I told you once again. You should have listened to me. I told you they basically traded away their elite top end like guard defense for the Dame bucket, and there would be residual effects to that. I asked you if it was worth it. You told me yes. So I. <laughs> I still like, think it's going to be worth it. It's. I think it's going to be fine, but you. But I, I expected residual effects from this. And we're seeing them. If Dame has a bad game, they basically have no hope. It feels like, even with Giannis being otherworldly. But yeah, I mean, there's going to be some growing pains. You don't just. I mean, yeah, Dame with Giannis on paper sounds good, but there are some growing pains that do come with that. So. Also not that surprising to me. Um, so here's a fun stat for you. Did you know that two-thirds of NBA players who score 40 points in their first five games later receive a lifetime ban from the NBA? Really? So Wimby was players? really close. Uh, Alex Groza, in his fourth game, he scored 41 points. And John Drew, in his third game as an NBA player, scored 41 points. Hmm. And those were the two that got lifetime bans. So that's uh, interesting. Maybe that's how Austin thinks he's going to be a bust. Yeah. You'll get a lifetime ban from the NBA. I'll do it. Uh, Halliburton. This just happened. He kind of critiqued the in-season tournament. I think the greatest incentive for everybody to do it would be an automatic playoff bid. I think everyone would take it seriously. Older teams would take it serious. I don't know if you'd necessarily do it if that's really hard to do. But here's the thing: that it's so early. Can you? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. So, like, it was a bad idea. It was a bad idea from the start, dude. I I completely agree. But like, I agree that like right now, a young team that doesn't really have much to compete for because they're not going to make any noise of the playoffs it's something that they can compete for and you know hang their head on like it doesn't mean anything but it's something to compete for an older team doesn't care what is the reward for winning said tournament you get a trophy what you literally get a participation trophy Get out of here. Mm -hmm. But you could technically win the in-season tournament and not make the playoffs. Okay. Technically, technically you could win the in-season tournament and be the worst team in the NBA. Technically. Why? Just, just, 
it's it's like who cares? It doesn't matter. It's a stupid thing. It is a stupid thing. Oh man. So let's do a little uh quick little pop quiz. Who do you think is leading the NBA so far this season in fourth quarter scoring? Who do you think number one is? Hmm. I was surprised. Is it Tyrese Maxey? No. Hmm. Is it Shea? It is not. Neither of them are even on the top. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Hmm. You're going to be shocked. Like pleasantly shocked or? Uh, yeah. Is it Trey Young? Is LeBron James? Oh, man didn't even play in the first fourth quarter. That is surprising. Yeah, forty nine points. Number two, Stephen Curry at forty six. Number three, Luka Doncic and Cade Cunningham. They're tied at forty one. Uh, five, Victor Wembanyama at thirty nine. Oh, hmm. uh, very surprising for me. So the Spurs are now three and two. Do you think this momentum holds? They've Probably beat playoff. They've beat playoff teams. They have beat playoff teams, and it seems like Wemby is a mini cheat code. I just his rookie season, bro. Like I, I don't know. It's a two K story. It is a two K story. Stop it. Just... Yeah, it's nice. There was a really funny clip. And I recommend everyone goes and watches it of Devin Booker trying to guard Wimby. Oh God, it's hilarious! I'll I'll send it in the group chat later. Devin Booker trying to guard Wimby. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Um. Also, did you see that Kim Kardashian is now the underwear sponsor of the NBA, and Adam Silver decided to let us know that he wears Kim's. Oh my god. Yeah. So now we know what under where Adam Silver lives, so if you want to die, so do I. Yeah, I um, think it's about that time. Yeah, I think it's it's a, it's been a good life. It's been a good life. It's been it's been good. Yeah, it's been a good life. Uh, uh James Harden says I'm not a system player, I am a system. This man literally thinks he's going to walk in and be like, hey, Kawhi, PG, I got this. Like, <laughs> Good luck with that, bro. <laughs> get the f- Kawhi laugh. <laughs> Here's one. Since we're Austin is mad about the amount of time media is spending on Wimby. So we're going to keep going. Uh, Wimbanyama is the first player to have 85 points, 35 rebounds, and 10 blocks in his first five career games since Shaq did it in 1992. Nice. There are eight players, only eight, that have done that. Victor Wimbanyama, Shaquille O'Neal, Alonzo Mourning, Dikembe Mutombo, David Robinson, Hakeem Olajuwon, Ralph Sampson, and Mikhail Thompson. 
it it's a center's list, but it's a very, very good center's list. So it, <laughs> it, it seems like Wimby's in good company. So he is him. So far. Yes. He is him. Um, I think he's going to be a cheat code. But we'll oh, see. he absolutely will be. Oh, LeBron now has 58 in the fourth quarter. Sorry. Guys been playing like crazy minutes after that first game. I think the first game, they were just like, yeah, we're losing this one. And they decided to rest LeBron. And basically any game they're in, they're just like, yeah, LeBron, we kind of need you, buddy. So, yeah, that's how that goes. Kevin Durant's going to be the special guest on tonight's episode of NBA Hooper Vision, which is a watch party for the in-season tournament. Oh, my God. NBA Hooper Vision. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. There's also an article titled... NBA in-season tournament for dummies, and then in parentheses it says, and bone silent. And bone silent! I don't know what the context is, but that's fine. I like it. <sighs> um, you anything else? Uh, no. I do right, not hey. have it. So... That'll be our episode for tonight and slow it down a little bit. Um, watch basketball. Watch a lot of basketball. It's been a fun season so far. That's kind of the moral of the story of tonight. Because even when you're watching a team lose 155 to 102, <laughs> uh, you're having fun with it if you don't turn the game off after the first two minutes. It's an exciting time to be an NBA fan. The I think the talent spread. Angelo doesn't like parody, but it you will have a hard time finding a team that doesn't have someone to cheer for or someone to watch or someone to enjoy watching. Because even the Utah Jazz are awful, but Larry Markinen's fun. I mean, the the Wizards are yeah. the Wizards, but they have Tyus Jones. They have Tyus Jones. I won't mention the other guy. I mean, the look, the Miami Heat at least have Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo. That is true. So watch basketball. Have fun with it. Enjoy this season. Um, it's going to be gone before I, you know I, it. I, I, it's going to be over before you know it. But I think seeing LeBron James get old has really made me realize that some of these careers, you blink and you miss them, because it does not feel like we're at the end of LeBron James's career. Nope. Where So, LeBron James is a surefire jersey retirement. Do you think all three of the Cavs, Heat, and Lakers retire it? Yes. You do? I'm iffy on the Lakers, but Cavs and Heat for sure. Absolutely for sure. Lakers, I could see, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. Just because they have so much like history compared to other teams, like in terms of players that have come through and played for them and played a very long time for them. Because realistically, LeBron hasn't played that long for the Lakers. He no. did bring them a championship, though. So 
I don't know. But that's the thing. Like right now we're watching the Shays and the Tyrese Halliburtons and the Luka Doncic's and you're going to blink and they're going to be retired. So enjoy it while you can. And there will be players that come in and take over. There's, there's never going to be another LeBron James, but there will be another LeBron James. Is, but enjoy it while you can. Um, follow us on socials down below in the description. Join Alex and Angelo for the football episodes this week on Monday or Tuesday, Thursday. Angelo and I for sure will be back next Sunday. Austin has a bit of a busy schedule, so we will do our best to get him back with us. If I'm not mistaken, we actually might even have some guests on for our episodes. So we'll see. Are the football ones? Yep. Oh, cool, cool. Check those out. They'll be fun. Also, go check out our Halloween special if you haven't. Um, so it is actually um, already approaching our top 10. No, it's it's easily been our best performing episode yeah. so far ever, but... It was a lot of fun. It's not really sports related, but if you like that, like if you haven't checked it out, go watch it. Let us know if you like that style of content so we know to keep doing it. But I had a lot of fun with it. I mean, I always have fun recording. It's more fun when three of us are here because there's a lot less just quiet space. Yes, um, that's true. But like I said, check it out. Let us know. Everything will be back next week. Uh, Have a good week. Enjoy the games and other things. I I have not struggled with an outro in a long time or an intro. The intro, I've got, that's a science. I got that down pat. Outro. I want to see Austin just post an entire show. An entire show. Not an intro. Not the A segment. An entire show. Because... You didn't believe me, and he didn't believe me, because when you launched the football podcast, you were like, oh, no, I got it. And then you learned, like, that first intro, you are, like, you look like Mitchell Robinson, and you just caught the ball five feet from the basket, and you don't know what to do with it because you're too far away. You look like a deer in the headlights of an 18-wheeler about to splatter you. Yep, That's what Mitchell Robinson looks like when he's too far away from the basket. Watch it. It's hilarious. Um, Once you've done it once or twice, it's easy. but. It's surprising how hard it is that first time. Sure. So, but the outro is not exactly an exact science because you don't stick to the same thing because it's just kind of you flow with it, you know? You just go with it. You get what you get. Sure. But, yeah. Drug this on a little long now, haven't we? Yeah, I wanted to see. I wanted you to suffer a little bit. See you guys. Uh, see you guys. <laughs>